Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got a week's worth of tech news to discuss, including Snapchat's big IPO, Super Mario Run getting a price, Twitter working on its abuse problem, Instagram going live, and Elon Musk's march towards world domination. You're not going to want to miss it. It's Don't Panic, and it starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 150, recorded November 21st, 2016. Celebrating our sesquicentennial. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic. I'm Sean Jennings. Joined, as always, by two guys, Colby Rabideau, Dan Miller, these guys. Yeah. Enjoying their holiday weeks, some some more than others, some who get a, a real holiday week, <laughs> others who get holidays. Yep. Excited for some some turkey and stuffing. I'm always excited for turkey and stuff. Oh, Colby, I saw the other day, so I went to a crepes restaurant. Occasionally, I do interesting things, and they had That's a called creepery. a crepery. All right, all right. I'm, even I'm not that lame. That that is crossing a line I will not cross. A it's crepe not as lame as a crepeteria. A cre- <laughs> no, but see, I'm going to give you credit for that one because at least that's clever. Um, no, what I loved is that um, I or went. You could get it from the crepe vine. Oh my god! That's a that's a restaurant. That's I know. Like I crazy. stole I stole that one in Tallahassee. That's a good one though. That's points to them. Uh, no, what was great was that there, and I thought of you, Colby. They had a Thanksgiving crepe with turkey and stuffing and cranberry, Ew. and I'm All like, right. that seems like something cool. I mean, as like. much as I like Maybe Thanksgiving stuff, I hate savory crepes. Ooh, I've so never a had a good savory crepe. I not don't think they exist. Yeah, I I actually tend to agree with you a little bit. I also don't care for say it's a it's a dessert type item. I agree. Maybe maybe fruit and yogurt for breakfast, but certainly, <laughs> yeah, don't push it. No, that's that is fair. But I'm, nice. as I'm sure you guys heard, our 150th episode. This one. This tonight? one. This is it's our sesquicentennial. Oh my lanta! I know. Isn't that exciting? We've done 150 of these. That's downright irresponsible. <laughs> I can't believe they let us. Someone should have stopped us a long time ago. Yep. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Well, congratulations. I, I think I think it just just lends credence to the idea that you can do literally anything you want on <laughs> online. <laughs> we, we <laughs> Oh boy, I don't know if that says anything good about what we're doing here, but so be it. I think that's very exciting and I Congratulate all of us. 150. <laughs> go, go team. Go team. Team, don't panic. It's very exciting. I challenge somebody, go listen to our past 149 episodes. Tell us if we missed anything. <laughs> um, so what's been going on, guys? What's any any big news or big big things going on in life before we get to the, 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 the meat here? Mm-hmm. It's Thanksgiving. It is. Very exciting. I went to see Fantastic Beats Beats and Where to Find Them this weekend. Fantastic Beats and Where to Find Them. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, that's, that's Colby's album. I was going to say, that's Colby's first rap album. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was was thinking um, it's a a, a little known documentary about organic beats. Oh, there you go. (laughs) If if that came up on Netflix, I'd totally believe it. Yeah. Or or the new uh, Dr. Dre pop up store in Manhattan. Yep. Yep, Fantastic Beats by Dre. <laughs> I like that. And some tie-in marketing that was never executed. How was the uh, How was the movie? Uh, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I I feel like it was more like it wasn't necessarily as like well the characters like aren't children so. Um, I think as as an adult, it, it it's like all the great stuff about Harry Potter without a lot of the sort of uh, like high school drama, which not not to say that like that made Harry Potter bad, like Harry Potter was great for what it was. But this is like a new sort of story in the Harry Potter world. Um, and I thought it was good. I, I, I enjoyed the characters. This one takes place in America instead of in Britain. And I enjoyed the sort of uh, like magical culture differences in America versus versus the Harry Potter, the the like magical world in Britain. I thought that a lot of that was cool. 
Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the sequels. So neat. Yeah. That was what excited me about the movie. I, 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 as a kid, I liked it more as I, as I become older, I, I just don't find Harry Potter and Hogwarts and that particular story as interesting, but I'm like, but I like the concept. I like the universe. I like the rules. I like the magic. I like that. So I am actually kind of interested to see other characters in different places doing similar things. So Indeed. That'll be neat. Yeah. That's all I got, though. That's all I... Yeah. Oh, that's Nothing, nothing crazy <laughs> happened here. Well, I went to a, a Renaissance festival this weekend. Yes, yes. I was hoping this was the real meat you were yes, referring it was. to us getting to. I know. I we, we just had to get through Colby's boring story before we got to my <laughs> interesting one. Uh, <laughs> no. Um. So apparently, this is like the largest one in the country, or like close to the largest one in the country. Um, I don't know if it meant in terms of population or size, or whatever. Um, but massive. It's like fifty-five acres. It's huge. Um. And aside from the enormous traffic problem getting in, which was terrible, it was a giant fucking Renaissance festival. It was crazy. People in like the these elaborate costumes that clearly cost way too much money were walking around. And it was a weird mix of like fun stuff for families slash... Adults who like to play dress up and smoke a lot of weed and get drunk slash like Etsy type sellers who make weird crafts, but only people interested. You know, they were like, get your pewter <laughs> goblet here. And I'm like, that uh, does not apply to me. Uh, <laughs> you didn't get a pewter goblet. I didn't. There was so much like weirdly specific stuff that, you know, like <laughs> get your leather goods. And I'm like, I don't need. Thank you. Yeah. You know, like get your magical uh, walking stick. And I'm like, I don't. Do you see any LARPing? Uh, well, they did have like more legit demonstrations and things. Uh, no, no amateur LARPing, but um, but we saw the professional, professional LARPing. But <laughs> prof- prof- wow, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Be like, I like LARPing as a career. Um, <laughs> but my favorite, or well, I would say my least favorite thing about it. What really bothered me was that the the timeline didn't make any sense. Of course, this is me, and you guys know me. I'm very particular about these things because I'd be walking around and there would be like people in like Renaissance type outfits, the the long dresses and and with some armor and things like that. And then there were also like steampunk people, which was weird. And then there were barbarians and then I saw some Vikings and then there were also pirates, which I I still don't quite think is right. And then there were like fairies was a big thing. So people dressed as fairies, which I kind of think is related I'm not a historian, but that really bothered me. And then the best thing I saw the whole time, my favorite thing, and I'll never forget, was there was a group of Renaissance-dressed people walking by me, and one of them was wearing a full tuxedo. Like a legit, oh. like like a top-to-bottom bow tie, the whole, was wearing a tuxedo. No idea why. Nobody else was wearing a tuxedo. It wow. just, apparently you could just wear anything, and it counted at the Renaissance Fair, so. That's crazy. I've never been to a Renaissance fair. Me either. I didn't care for it, but you might. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think that you would. No, and you know, my mother is visiting, and she really wanted to go, and I, I'm willing to try it. I was willing to give it a shot, but it was just, it was weird. It was just, I appreciated the people who you could tell who were a little older, who had done this a lot, who were really into it. They, hello, my lord, my lady. You know, they were really into it. But then there were like, you know, the really like kind of slutty dressed get drunk high you know young people who were just kind of terrible so gotcha that was not as fun but i got to make fun of it a lot so that was really that was that was the most fun was just pointing out how stupid all of it was so <laughs> well i'm glad i'm glad you i'm glad that you had that no but seriously if you're in tech if you're in in the greater houston area it's worth checking out. It's apparently the largest. So there was. Is it, is it like always there? Does this happen? No, every... it's eight weeks in the fall. Oh, cool. Eight weekends in the fall. But the but the grounds. It's kind of like if you ever been to the the Big E, the Eastern States Exposition Fair in Massachusetts. The yeah. fairgrounds are there year round. It's actually built out like an old village, and the buildings are meant to look old. And it's there's like a professional stages. It's like it's a legit 
thing. It's just they only do it for a few weeks out of the year. But cool. an interesting experience, nonetheless. Probably won't be back next year, but <laughs> it was. Uh, but it was fun. Nice. So there you go. That's my my exciting uh, my exciting story. It's pretty exciting. Yes, it is. I w- oh, I went to the. Uh, this is what I did this weekend. I, I was having such a hard time remembering. I went to the botanical gardens because it was sixty-eight oh, degrees in wow. New York on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I was wearing like just a long sleeve shirt. Beautiful. And they had this crazy like indoor train exhibit, and I heard about this, and I went to see it. And what I didn't realize is all the trains are made out of plants and all the buildings are made out of plants. So if you're ever in New York and you want to literally go to as far north in New York as you can go and still be in New York City, <laughs> then go to the New York Botanical Gardens. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll report back after I go when it's nicer and report on the actual garden bits. And this has been your garden update for Don't Panic. That's very cool. I, I always thought we should be a gardening show. I feel like that, yeah. that's a that's a wide open space. Have any for us of you to I've ever gardened? Um, I have a fake plant I got at IKEA. Does that? <laughs> does that? It's a little. It's a little and it's green. Does Has that it died? Count? Almost. I've, <laughs> I've gardened. Both of my parents are plant scientists, and I grew up on a farm. <laughs> sort of, so yeah, Colby would be yes. the resident pro if we had one. <laughs> I was expecting it to end with both my parents are plants. <laughs> I love them very much. Funny story. Um, uh, uh, that made me think of uh, when we were way back. Speaking of our 150th episode, like way back when we were talking about doing this show uh, and googling around for, I was googling around for names. There's another podcast that's called "Don't Panic, It's Organic." Yes, uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but I, I assume it's something like that. <laughs> So we could, if we, if we change topics, uh, I don't know, we, we, there could be a throwdown or something for like encroaching on their turf. We already took their name, sort of part of their name. We own them. Don't worry about it. (laughs) We're better. We've done 150 of these. I I'd like to see the don't panic. It's organic people come at us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea if they're, they're still publishing. (laughs) Uh, watch as they have a zillion more followers and listeners than we do. The super popular organic podcast. <laughs> um, people keep tuning into this show. Why are they talking about technology and renaissance fairs? This is confusing. <laughs> I just want to hear about plants. Came to the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to thank everybody watching live on Facebook right now. Facebook.com slash don't panic show. We got our eyes on the comments. Um, we got uh, John Pedrotti's. We got uh, Michael Kurtz, our number one fan. Michael, I did send you your keychain and stickers this weekend, so you will <laughs> be getting them soon. Don't worry. I promise. I sent them. Um, though I, you can't blame me for what the post office does. Um, but we appreciate all of you listening. We encourage you to comment on the video. We'll be watching it all show long to see uh, see what you got to say about what we're talking about. We actually have news this week. Last week yeah, we did yeah. the whole... And last week's episode, by the way, was so fantastic, I thought. I thought we really nailed it um, on the fake book, Facebook fake news discussion. Fake, That's a, fake, book. fake book. Fake book. Fake book fake news. That's what we should have called the episode. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> so I thought we had a really good discussion, but we kind of just did one topic all hour because there was only one topic to discuss, but we actually have a bunch of news this week. So I suppose we can jump into it uh, if you guys have anywhere you want to start. Well, should we, on, on the topic of last last week, should we follow up with the, the follow-up news? Um on what we talked about (laughs) i mean that would be pretty unlike us i know but but i guess we can start but real quick uh real-time follow-up uh friend of the show sarah says by the way don't panic it's organic is about weed (laughs) now i think so instead of fighting them now we got to partner with them right i guess right that's going to business in colorado and a couple more states in massachusetts in uh what was it it's It's almost 20 percent of u.s states yeah, I think December fifteenth. It's not illegal anymore to possess it. Colby's counting down the days. <laughs> he's, he's got one of those. You know what they say? Days since last accidents calendars. He's got one of those, but it's days until it's legal. Just tearing them off. Colby, you should have. Yeah, you should have. Go out and buy days a cool off until then. 
What? Oh, you yeah. Save your days off for them. I guess so. A, a real missed opportunity. <laughs> uh, anyways. Anyways, Facebook. Um, and thank you, Sarah, for for listening as well. We, we appreciate everyone who listens live. Sarah and our... Uh, Tied for last with us in the illustrious uh, fourth place. I know. Well, we, we can do a, a super quick note of the uh, Up for Debate movie <laughs> league. Because if, if we can't plug it here, where can we plug it? Um, upfordebate.tv slash movies. You can check out the 2016 Summer Movie League um, right now. Matt is in first place with Doctor Strange and Fantastic Beasts. He's gotten all the good movies so far. Uh, Mike in second, Phil in third, and Colby, Dan, and Sarah all tied for last, but they have zero dollars. So, you know. That's probably why um, you follow along there all summer long. We'll have updates here as well, occasionally. All summer long? Is that what you all said? All winter long. I'm so, I keep thinking it's the summer movie league. I don't, I don't know what time. It, you know what? The problem is it was like 83 degrees here today and sunny. So I don't know what time of the year it is, frankly. I'm not bragging. Yeah, all right. I, oh. I mean, I'm not bragging, but it is pretty. But then again, in the summer, you're a lot, you can go outside. So it's true. It's true. It's a bit of a trade-off. Right, um, right. And to be fair, I'll be up there for three weeks, so mm. at peak winter, <laughs> right, so it's right. a lose lose for me. <laughs> I really, there's no winning. Plumber. Um, Facebook.com right. social network. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, we talked last week about how they have a new uh, a fake news problem. So Mark Zuckerberg, uh, the Zuck, uh, went and posted to Facebook uh, uh, with a list of projects currently underway at Facebook to combat this problem. Now, he was not specific as to when they would be put into place or how they would be put into place. He merely discussed the fact that they are being looked at. Things like systems that help flag false information, as we discussed a little bit last week, better ways for people to report misinformation and and the flags to users once fake articles are reported, better recommendations when an article is clicked on, so those sort of suggestions you get under the article for related things. Um and updating its ad policies to discourage spam sites which profit off of that exposure. Uh, He also noted that Facebook would be working with journalists and respected fact-checking organizations to understand how they work to verify information so the company could learn from their efforts and experience. Um, He did not indicate any sort of timeline for when, if ever, uh, these uh, will be rolled out to regular users, uh, noting that, quote, some of these ideas will work well and some will not, end quote. Um, he explained that the company has utilized user feedback and other sources to weigh the content so it doesn't spread as quickly through the news feeds. That's basically all he said. I don't know. Does that satisfy your... I think the user tagging thing is a waste of time. It's like upvotes and downvotes on a website. People who don't like the thing are going to downvote it. People who like it are not. Yeah. Um, do you need... So, uh, on the topic of things that actually happen versus hypothetical things that will happen in the future, um, so both Google and Facebook updated their their ad terms of service, right, to yep. say that uh, it's no longer allowed for you to uh, like promote fake news using uh, like like AdWords or Facebook ads, mm-hmm. correct. Absolutely. So, so that that was a, a tangible thing. I think there was a there was some some article or something that, that was I, I saw this going around where like it was the first when you googled the election or like uh, the popular vote or something. The first Google ad result was a was a thing that said Trump has had won the popular vote, which is absolutely not true. Um, that was the first result, but it was like a promoted thing that was. Just incorrect. Um, weirdly timely and also false, in case you were wondering. Yeah, I mean, it's – and that's, that's a really good point. I mean, steps are being made. The New York Times had a really great piece today. Now that I pay for the Times, I actually get to read it. Um, <laughs> about uh, how fake news spreads. And they had a story of a gentleman in Austin, Texas, who tweeted out a photo of some buses – and said that they were bussing in protesters. The DNC was bussing in protesters against Trump. Well, he didn't do it maliciously. He assumed that was the case. He was a Trump supporter. Tweeted it. This guy had like 40 followers. Nobody followed him. But because of a hashtag or whatever, someone found it, and it spread over the span of a couple days to reach, like, numerically millions of people. Because blogs picked it up, and it was reshared a bunch on Facebook by all these different pages. 
But the correction he posted the day after, you know, a couple days later, got saw. It, nobody saw it. So, <laughs> you know, I think um, I think you're right, Colby. I think hitting the profit motive for these guys is, I think, it, when you talk about the ad revenue, that's a lot of the re- You know, we think a lot of these people do it because they they they're they like one side or the other politically, or they're trying to get a candidate elected. A lot of the time, it's just they are trying to make money. You know, right. that's there's a and I'm sure there's a lot of money in 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 this kind of traffic. So. <laughs> Um, I think if you shut down the money, you're really um, damaging their 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 ability to inflict damage. Right, right. Yeah, I think I think it's it's probably safe to say that many of these cases weren't like their motives weren't necessarily malicious. Uh, only, I don't know, gaming the system, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I look forward to hearing something about something actually happening with that. We'll have to keep doing, uh, you know, hard hitting, no nonsense, nonsense reporting on don't panic. To no, I don't think so. Change. I don't think so. We were allowed to panic for one episode. That was it. <laughs> All right. No more panicking. Speaking of not panicking, we've got more non-panic news here. That's <laughs> a weird segue. Uh, nudes. Yeah. <laughs> nudes. Uh. No, we have some pretty alarming nudes, frankly. I don't know if you've seen us. Um, oh, God. This isn't even beer. This is just tea. This is sure. That's what they all say. <laughs> Long Island iced tea. Hey, we know what Colby's, you know, into, so. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This is this is spiraling pretty quickly. This is what happens when you when you take the week off of work. A little too casual. <laughs> Usually we're so professional. I don't know. Too casual. Too casual. <laughs> um, we can rename the show Too Casual. Too Casual with Colby, Dan, and Sean. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's next? What's next? Well, I think let's let's do the Twitter abuse thing since we're all super serious. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about it. Twitter. You may know it as the social network that nobody wants to buy well um <laughs> they were uh they've come under a lot of fire for not handling the abuse uh situation on their website particularly well some have described it as a cesspool for hate you be the judge but twitter has at least begun to do something about it um they have some changes that they just are starting to roll out that they announced this week starting with the ability to report abusive or hateful content um, which, by the way, would you like to know how Twitter defines that? Yes, I would. It is, quote, specific conduct that targets people ba- on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or disease. So I guess I could call you an idiot on Twitter, provided that wasn't a diagnosed illness. Well, that's true. So, So just so we're clear what they mean by this. <laughs> that content can now be reported for removal by anybody. So previously, you had to be the target of it. Mm. Now, if I just see someone saying, you know, Colby is a diagnosed idiot, uh, I can say, no, that's you can't call him that because it's, you know, that's inappropriate um, as a bystander, um, which I know a lot of users were asking for. In addition to this, users can now mute uh, not just accounts because you used to be able to mute an account so they couldn't tweet at you. Um, but specific keywords and phrases that would apply to anyone, oh, as well as I, conversations you're tagged in. Can I do this yet? I looked a couple of days ago. I still couldn't do it. Um, let me scroll down. Yeah, oh, where are you supposed really to be able article. to do it? <laughs> I'm assuming in the Twitter app. I'm assuming if you use a third-party app. Oh, I, I use a third-party app, and I already have that feature. Oh, okay. I want it on the website, too. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't say, I don't see in this article, Dan, if you can find it, credit to you, because I don't see it here. Um, maybe it's out now and available, I'm not quite sure. There's a little chart on this uh, TechCrunch article we're looking at that tells you how to do it in the app, but not on the website. Maybe you can't do it on the website yet. Maybe not. I'm sure it'll... They, they te- Twitter tends to do updates to their apps first and their website second in this mobile world. Um... 
In addition, Twitter has also said that it's retraining its support teams and overhauling its system to deal with abuse reports more quickly and sensitively. So, gentlemen, I ask you, is this uh, a good first step? Have they not gone enough? Uh, will, will they ever solve this problem? Maybe those are kind of big questions. Uh, I think this is the only solution to the problem, really. Uh, uh, yeah, I think unlike fake news, this sort of stuff is super difficult to detect, especially on Twitter, where it's all sort of real time and unfiltered is the idea. Like, it's not like search results where you only see the most relevant tweets when you open the app. You see all the tweets modulo some recent changes. So yeah. I think this is all they can do. It's what Facebook does. To, like, they have a room full of humans, many, many rooms full of humans reviewing reports. You know, the, the biggest problem for, for me when it comes to abuse on these channels and the difference between Twitter and, and just, say, Facebook is that uh, Twitter by nature is more anonymous. I mean, Facebook requires you to, to have a network of friends. I'm not saying you can't be anonymous on Facebook. I'm just saying the vast majority of people who use it tend to not be anonymous, whereas I feel on Twitter that's a bigger problem. And so how do you deal with a problem that doesn't have a name tied to it? Um, and I think probably the best way to do that is just in mass with force. Um, and whether that's more aggressive muting or more aggressive tagging or flagging or whatever you want to call it, that that's pretty much the only way because they'll pop up as quickly as you can swat them down. So I think just putting the control more so in the user's hands is really the only way you could do it. I I I think it's a bulk problem that Twitter's always going to have a, an issue with. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean the like you said, it's the the sort of public nature of it is like near almost anyone on I mean anyone who doesn't have a, a private account on Twitter can be can talk to and be talked to by anyone else. Uh unlike as you said, Facebook or Facebook where it's like sort of an opt in thing. Like there is some some acknowledgement between at least people to people, right? You can interact with others on like pages and, and things. And, and and that's what's great about Twitter, right? Is the fact that, that that's right. a selling point when people aren't being dicks about it. So Right, right. Um so yeah, I think I think like you said, this is almost the only solution to the problem. Like letting people mute and like block people uh on on their own. And mute and block like certain words and things is probably probably a good idea um obviously it doesn't mean it's not happening just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening right well that's and i think that the the next step for twitter is going to be more aggressively suspending accounts that that's got to be i know that's a a pretty aggressive step for them to take versus just either temporarily suspending or muting or things like that but i i really think that's if this becomes a big enough problem that they see it hurting their business, they, they've got to be more aggressive. And that's probably the next step is for them to just straight up suspend accounts more aggressively, certainly than they are now. Cause as far as I understand it, they don't do that very often now, unless it's pretty egregious. Um, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope that these things will help for a lot of people like the majority of people. This is not, I mean, I can't say like, I, I, I'm sort of a passive Twitter user. I kind of just read stuff. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't think I've necessarily ever experienced this really. Like, uh, having like, I don't know, getting trolled or whatever. I don't really talk to people. So, so, uh, no one talks to me. Um, but, <laughs> but I've certainly seen, seen it happen. I, I didn't mean to sound disappointed about that. I'm I'm pretty much <laughs> fine with it. Um, Considering the alternative, like what we're talking about, maybe it's better you don't. Yeah. I oh, man, I I, so, you man. can add muted words. So you go to settings, and then you think that that's all the settings they have, but then you notice on the left that there's, like, way more settings you can click on. One of them is muted words. Ooh, bonus settings. And another is muted accounts. Oh, cool. I really think, by the way, that I'm a, I'm a Twitter addict. Did I tell you this? 
No, because I tried to. I tried to stop. I, I tried to stop. I tried to stop. Um, I tried to stop uh, using Twitter after the election, and I I had to go back. <laughs> I couldn't stop because I realized that's where every piece of information I know about things <laughs> other than my own life I get via Twitter. Wow. Like Can I just stopped about, knowing what was going on about anything. Can we talk about how I, how I have successfully pretty much stopped using Facebook after the election? Well, is that hard though? It, it, I feel like I, Twitter would be harder. Maybe for me, anyway. I don't yeah. get anything useful out of Facebook anymore. That thing has been useful for years. Yeah. And especially because it has the events app and Messenger, I can still do all the things I want to do on Facebook without actually having to look at racist people's uh, news stories in my feed. So, But Dan, how are you going to watch Don't Panic live Monday nights? At 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Luckily, I don't have to. If you're on it. <laughs> if I weren't on the show, I would still need to get you would Facebook. Still need, but that's what I'm saying, Dan. Don't tell our audience. No, everybody listening, keep the Facebook app. I did go on Facebook to like Mike Hertz's comment about my lame crepe puns. So, <laughs> But I no longer feel the need to go on Facebook. Like I used to go on Facebook a couple times a day to see what was up. And now I only go on if there's something I need to do. And that's a pretty solid policy. Like, like that Only comment. when absolutely necessary should you use Facebook, <laughs> like for this program. Yeah, and not when under <laughs> duress. Yes, exactly. Never use Facebook under duress. Never use Facebook while you're high in Massachusetts. Generally a good rule. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, we'll keep an eye on those, and uh, hopefully they'll keep, keep making it. Any improvements, good improvement, as they say. I don't think anyone says that. Um... All right. What else can we talk about? We got Elon Musk's satellites, Instagram's live, Snapchat IPO, Apple's app strategy. Uh, Anything catching your eye? Anything not on the rundown? I don't even want to know how much Snapchat's going to IPO for. (laughs) A bunch? Is that helpful? all that that value they're creating so 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 neither of you guys read this story yet i'm not telling no, you did, don't, okay no that's good though don't read it because okay. i i want you to guess uh their annual revenue their annual revenue zero dollars <laughs> is it oh revenue right. not profit yes dan let's be very specific <laughs> their revenue <laughs> ten thousand dollars <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, hang on. Mm, I'm going to do like $800 million a year. Good guess. Good guess, Colby. What do you think? I'm going to say... So remind us what a confidential... $500 million a year. $500 million? Um, Now... The answer is, by the way, we don't actually know. Um, so I hate, I hate to spoil it, but uh, we know it's less than a billion dollars. We it could be close to that. We know they exceed just in advertising revenue, um, over three hundred and fifty million. So it's somewhere between probably five hundred and a billion. So well, they do make money. Yeah, what did. I guess so. So they sell like the location filter things, yep. right? They uh, put ads in your in your uh, when you're watching the stories. If you watch them in a row, the ads pop up in between. Oh, I've never watched this story. Mm, yeah, they keep. Okay, can, can we just time out on this Snapchat story for just a second <laughs> and discuss the just horrific user interface choices that are made in the Snapchat app? I swear they're yeah. trying to make it more difficult to use. I think. I don't know how to use it. But everything's hidden. Everything's hidden. It's so unintuitive. I wonder. Like, I feel like that was a, a, like a characteristic of the original Snapchat app. And I wonder if they feel like they have to continue doing that, like, (laughs) to be Snapchat. Like, that is like a quintessential part of the Snapchat identity. What to be terrible? I mean, maybe. Or um, on the other hand, though, like maybe it's like a rite of passage sort of thing. Like once you know. You've been initiated, and then but you're that, you're a snapshot. So <laughs> I don't. Know. No, but no, but that's it's a good example. So you remember in a in a I want to know how after. Yeah, I know you guys aren't super big Snapchat users, but when you're watching stories, they used to just play one after another, and they'd play in a row, 
And then in an update, they got rid of that, so they only opened one oh. at a time. But then they added in a feature where if you tap the little circle um, user icon, you know, with a picture for each user, if you tap those, it makes a playlist. So you tap only the ones you want to play and then hit the play button. I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't already read about it when the update got published because I oh. follow tech news. Like, just an average user. I don't know how you would have discovered that. Huh. I, I It's just... The app is slow, and it's full of crap, and it really bugs me because it really doesn't have to be. It's menus hidden on top of menus with features that with no indication that they even exist. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I don't really. I honestly, I don't really use Snapchat, mm-hmm. but Jill and I do. Like probably every other day, we open Snapchat and look at the weird like face things they do. <laughs> <laughs> Like the face, and today we realized that you can do that with people on the TV. Like, <laughs> oh my god! And it's pretty hilarious. But but I, I I rarely snap actually send a Snapchat anymore, even less frequently than I used to. That's gotta be the next thing. I gotta start charging for those. Yeah. They'd probably make a lot of money. It's true. But um, uh, but yeah, they're going to uh, IPO. They're going to raise about four billion dollars, with a valuation of between twenty-five and thirty-five billion dollars. Wow. Twenty-five and what? And thirty-five, somewhere in between. Depending on what it, it could, it could get as high as forty. Twenty-five billion. or thirty-five Instagrams. Yes, exactly. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, good for them, I, I guess. But I that's guess only that's... about two and a half WhatsApps, right? Yeah. Uh, WhatsApp was like six no, or something. WhatsApp oh, was closing in on twenty billion. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. One point five WhatsApps. Yeah, one. Not even like one at one point two five WhatsApps. So, yeah, I guess then that makes sense. Except, except WhatsApp got bought. They didn't go public. That's true. Right. True. Oh, and, 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 and Michael Kurtz reminds us on uh, Facebook that Snapchat charged users for the ability to permanently have access to the first uh, filter they had, the one where you vomit a rainbow. And I did. It, it, and now that he said that, it does remind me. I, I do remember that at one point they were charging. I don't know if they still do. Um, but and they, they also, if you guys remember, they charged you for replays. Of snaps, you used to be able to buy them in a oh, five yeah. pack for ninety nine cents. We talked about it on the show. I don't. Again, I don't know. They, they, Instagram just like or Instagram, Snapchat just likes to pick up stuff, try it, and then drop it. Like I just, I don't. <laughs> there's, they're, they're just all over the place. It's so confusing. It reminds me of Twitter, where it's like just mm-hmm. pick a strategy. I don't get what you're going for, and then they'll do something, drop it, and then pick it up again. I, Maybe we don't understand because we're too old. Look, they're worth $35 billion. Okay, maybe they know something we don't. I guess I maybe, can't fault them. Maybe maybe they've convinced all these people that they know something that they don't, but actually they don't know anything. So Ooh. it's just a... Serious mind games. Yeah. Who knows? Expensive mind games. Are you guys going to buy stock in uh, Snapchat? Mm. Build, build your portfolio around it? Well, they're a camera company now, right? Yeah. They're a sunglasses company, Dan. No, they said they say they're a camera company. Is that what it is? Oh boy, that's scary. Yeah, so, worked out, worked yeah. out well for Kodak and Polaroid. Right. <laughs> no, I will not. Fair enough. That's probably a good idea. But then again, we were all saying, "Oh, who would buy stock in Facebook?" And now they're worth how much? So, but we don't give ah! stock advice on this show. You also said about Twitter, and they imploded. Right. GoPro, GoPro, <laughs> GoPro's a, cam- a camera company. They imploded. Wait, what? GoPro. 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 Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I wouldn't have invested them in either. In them so either. And what was the other one before GoPro? Remember those little uh, stick cameras? Oh, uh, uh, Flip. Flip video. Flip oh, video. Yeah. Those were huge for like a year and a half. Yeah. My, uh, I don't know if John's still watching. He's my, he's my stock investor friends, and he tells me what stocks to buy. Uh, but mm. he but he keeps me in oil stocks and those have all crashed so I don't take his advice anymore. Um, <laughs> Unreliable. I just like to rasm about it. Um, okay, very good. Well, that's what's going on with Snapchat. Keep an eye out for that. Um, I didn't see in this article a date of the actual 
you know, these things take quite a while. So there's no actual date for when it will go. Um, potential March. So look forward to that in March. Cool. As well. I won't. Okay. All right. Dan's <laughs> telling it like it is. Not holding back. Um, all right. We got time for another story or two in here. Um, I'm interested in SpaceX or the Apple thing. I didn't read this Apple thing. I must have missed it the first time. I think it'll through. be a quick one. Um, I just yeah. thought it was kind of interesting. So... Um, as I'm sure you guys know, and I think some of our audience will know, um, the reason Apple makes zillions of dollars isn't just that they sell phone. They also get 30% every time you buy something through the App Store. Turns out that's a pretty good business model. Um, let someone else do all the work. <laughs> you just facilitate the payment, you get a cut. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's called the Visa model. And so um, Apple has decided to do something interesting about that. So let's say, Colby, Mm-hmm. You came out with uh, Colby Vision, and it was an app filled with videos about life in Colby Land. Okay, and they would be about gardening and llamas and hoodies. I don't know. Colby is this says. what is this what Colby's going to be doing on December fifteenth in Massachusetts? <laughs> That's right. And there'll be a whole video channel about whatever out on whatever Colby that Land. Is. Yes. Um, <laughs> traditionally, Apple would take a thirty percent cut of of every time someone subscribed to Colby TV. Right, Apple's uh, doing something a little interesting. They've decided, Colby, we talked about on the show back uh, a couple weeks ago about the new TV app that's going to be on Apple TV and your iOS devices that aggregates all of the television services, right? Your, your, your Hulus and your whatevers, and you can search all of them. If you're willing to integrate Colby TV in with the TV app, they'll only take 15% of your revenue. Mm. Uh, so do you think this I mean do you think this is like a I don't know like a like a please Amazon put your app on the Apple TV kind of thing or or Netflix too right like they're 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 the the notable the notable absentee from the the TV app lineup well it's interesting because, of course, just using those two examples are very different companies, right? I mean, Netflix doesn't drive any revenue through the App Store. It's a free app, and you don't. Apple never sees a dime from them. Amazon is different in that one of the reasons they pulled that you can't buy something through the app itself is that they don't want to give Apple any percentage. So you're right. Maybe the 15 will make a difference. It's the same reason you can't buy a Kindle book in the Kindle app. You have to go to the website. Right. Um, so it could so, make a difference. Yeah. Does um can can you sign up for Netflix like on an iOS device? Like, do they do the same thing where they dance around it? Like, if you're subscribing to Netflix, do you use? Uh, you can definitely do that with HBO. You can sign up for HBO. And um, what's yeah. what's interesting is that is through the App Store, and they do mm-hmm. they do take some kind of cut. Although it was a big deal because it was iOS exclusive when it launched, right? So I don't know mm-hmm. if they negotiated a special right. price or not. Um, Netflix, I would assume <laughs> you go through Safari um, and you do it over the web. Yeah. But I, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a like 30% is kind of a lot. Especially, it just seems like a lot to me. Like if you think about. I don't know. I'm I'm sure I hope that like services like Netflix or Hulu have like the numbers on their side, right? Where um you know, I'm sure they know they know how the math works out and I can only assume it works out for them okay at least if they're willing to put up with this at all or they do the thing where you have to like sign up on on the web. Um but even like even thinking about just regular apps like you know, some some like ten ninety nine app that that you buy, like a to do list app or something. Like thirty percent is like three dollars. So so you pay ten you pay nine ninety nine and and they see, um, what like like seven dollars of that? Is there their tax to? I don't I don't know. Like are apps taxed? Probably. It's safe so, to assume that everything is taxed. Yeah. I guess the tax is probably on top of that price. 
Um, but that's a, like kind of, I don't know. It's kind of a lot. I don't know. I, like, I'm sure Apple makes a lot of money off it. Oh, well. Think, well, think about being one of those people. It feels kind of bad. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about how unsustainable it is to actually be an app developer. Yeah. And it, it seems pretty unsustainable. <laughs> right. Right. For, I don't know, just just for the, uh, like, I, I mean, I guess that's that's what it is. It's literally just the privilege of being there in the app store uh, is what you're paying for. Um, but it's it's well, it's, and it's pretty rough. I have to look at what the Google cut is in the Google Play App Store. Hmm. Because I, I, I actually, off the top of my head, yeah, there is there's this, for anything you buy, it's thirty percent as well. So, you know, that's I, I you know, if you've got to reach. <laughs> It, it it is a high number. I I'd agree. I think if you these platforms are so ubiquitous and so massive that at what point do you say I'll pay almost anything to reach the people on these platforms? And what at what point does thirty percent become reasonable in a right. world where it seems awfully high? One of the reasons in a world in a world <laughs> where one company owns all the app stores, <laughs> one man refuses to pay thirty percent. Uh, but Apple will require you to integrate with their TV app. Um, and that's what was interesting to me to, to this story. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it was that it something doesn't feel right about this to me. Like, I, I realize it's actually probably totally okay that they do this. But it's like, why should they give a discount to people that integrate with their it seems like double dipping, you know, because it, it's. It, it, I want to say net neutrality. It like it feels like that. Like it's not really fair that you make people integrate, give an unfair advantage to your own TV. You know, like if if we decided to build the Don't Panic Universal TV Search app, um, there's no incentive for them to join our TV app, but there is to join the Apple one because they get a discount on their fee. And and Michael Wait, kind of. What? Oh, well, sorry. well, as 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 Michael points out in in the comments, uh, if Google said that Google search would be twice as fast if you searched through the Google Plus app, like it's not, I guess, illegal or, but it just it just doesn't feel right. It just I, I don't know. I'm just bothered by that they give a discount to people. It's like get on board with our program. So wait, it's an exclusivity deal. That I. Don't know. If it's not an exclusivity deal, then I don't see the problem. But I, but again, I see a problem if someone else wants to build a competing television app search experience that Apple has given. Yeah. That, well, but, I think, but I guess it's not wrong because it's their platform. Right. Like the the Apple's TV thing already has a significant leg up in that it's like integrated into the into the the box, right? Sure. Like there's a button for it on the remote. Um. I I feel like the reason they're offering a discount is because they recognize that uh, the third party content providers are losing something by integrating with with their Apple's TV app. Like they're losing their storefront and now they're they're trusting Apple to do this stuff for them, which, you know, like I'm sure Netflix and Hulu spend a boatload of time on their curation and stuff. Well, and and I wonder how different it is for a Hulu type service that's monthly subscription based and a Amazon or a, a Fandango or or some of these uh, sites that have pay per episode or pay per movie services because mm. that's where the revenue really gets driven and oh, where that fifteen percent is going to make a big difference. I wasn't even thinking about but that. But I don't know, yeah. you know, in in the in the sort of demo that Apple showed, I didn't see any other. It, it was always, you know, put in your credentials for the subscription you have. I didn't see them any other, like, paper-type service except for the uh, iTunes store. So I don't know even if you can. But if you can, that's, I think, where it comes in more than the monthly subscription. Um, especially because you can, as we pointed out, e- somewhat easily push the monthly subscription to be purchased through Safari anyway, so you don't have to give Apple any percentage. Um, I think that's way more difficult to, as someone who uses a lot of Amazon stuff. It is a lot more difficult to buy individual items like books and movies through the web store than it is through an app. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that, 
that would be a different. I was thinking only about subscription stuff. Uh, so yeah, if you're if you're considering it as a like buy this movie or rent this movie thing, like things that directly compete with what iTunes does, I was thinking about. The other thing, too, is I don't like to buy my services through Apple, to be honest, especially subscriptions. I find their subscription sort of uh, management is kind of lackluster, and frankly, I'd rather just yeah, buy it through the website. you had to watch Westworld because of how lackluster you thought their subscription management was. <laughs> you, you should be thankful Actually, I am very thankful. I have, and I've gotten caught up. I didn't see last night's, so I'm not completely caught up. I got the day before, week before. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I have a lot of, th- you know, to be honest. If there weren't already 700 of them, I would do a Westworld podcast because I <laughs> could talk about that show for maybe after we hang up. We don't want to spoil it for anybody, but yeah, um, I I have thoughts. Uh, and Colby, I listened to your the Decoding Westworld. That is a very good show. Thank you for recommending that. <laughs> yeah, I think they do a good job. That was. Uh, that that got me thinking in ways that I don't normally think. So mm-hmm. I I I up I plus one that pick, right? That's what you used to do on Google Plus when that was a thing. <laughs> um, let's see. We can briefly do one more story. We got Super Mario Run, Elon Musk, and Instagram still still in our shadow. You want to talk about Elon Musk? You want to talk about oh, his satellites? Sure. His, his evil plan to take over the world. Yes. Okay. I, I, why not, right? Um, Elon Musk uh, talked quite a while ago, actually. He talked back in, um, in 2015, in January 2015, so almost two years ago, um, about an idea he had. And that idea was to put a zillion satellites in space and use them, not actually a zillion, to, um, to create a global internet that beams down from space. Um they would orbit at about 750 miles above Earth, um, which would be different from the traditional communication satellites that are at an altitude of up to 22,000 miles, so way lower. Um, and it would make for speedier internet service with less distance travel, obviously. Um, now, of course, that was just an idea, right? It was just a vision. Well, uh, Google went ahead and gave them a billion dollars to try it out, um, and they <laughs> decided to put a bunch of their own money on it. Well, According to the FCC, SpaceX actually filed a legit plan to put more than 4,000 satellites into space. Um, Musk then estimated it would take about five years and cost $10 billion. That's what Google was buying into. Um, They will reportedly begin with a fleet of 800 satellites, and assuming that's successful, they would then be increased over time. Well, That's, that's pretty much what we know. What, like, maybe this isn't the right question to be asking, but, like, how would my, like, phone connect to these satellites? Is 5G, like, satellite internet or something? Or (laughs) is this for, like, getting broadband to, like, places on the ground or something? That is a really good question. Um, And unbelievably i don't understand how satellite-based communications work um, i know it's surprising um i do know that from what i've read they, they have a competitor a different company that that taught i believe elon musk is more to your home mm. they, they have a competitor that's more to base stations near your home that feed then over traditional wires to your house gotcha um i don't i can't imagine it would go all the way to your phone Mm. Um, I think it would more be rooftop satellites and antennas type thing. That makes sense. I mean, I think that's that's just as noble a goal. Like that is already a thing. Like if you, uh, like I at one point during my childhood we had Direct TV because cable didn't go to where my house was. Um, and on Direct TV, when you have satellite TV, you constantly get the advertisements for satellite internet, which is um, terrible. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, it doesn't sound appealing, uh, especially when you also see the commercials for like cable, cable yeah. or or other other internet services. Like, wow, that that's a downgrade. Um, I'm sure it also comes with the all the great features of Directv, like it going out when it rains. Um, but so so I I would be fascinated to know like more about this technically, but. 
It seems cool. Yeah, I the guess. interesting thing is it being lower, right? At that 750 mile mark, you're way lower, which which would hypothetically greatly increase the speed. I, I agree with you, Colby. I don't know enough about the atmosphere to understand how weather would affect that. Um, mm. If it's either below it or because it's closer, it's not as bad. Um, it, could, it could also be like, this was, I'm talking like, it's how old are we now? 20, 25. This was like more than 10 years ago, too. That, oh, it that still I does. To, oh, my, okay. my family still has DirecTV. No, it's still okay. not, not like super often, but yeah, so, it still so does. Once in a while. Huh. I don't know. Um, but it will cover most of the, the this sort of um, initial initial 800 satellites would cover um, areas of the globe from 15 degrees north to 60 degrees north and from 15 degrees south to 60 degrees south, um, which is most of the world, including nearly all the United States, excluding some parts of Alaska. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, it, it would be well above the International Space Station, but well below traditional satellites. Each satellite would weigh 850 pounds and measure 13 by 6 by 4 feet plus solar rays. Cool. Yeah, I think it's neat. I, 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 it, does, it does remind me a lot of the uh, Wally, if you've ever seen that movie, when Wally leaves Earth and there's all the satellite, the, the just kind of big ring of satellites around the Earth he has to break through. Um, <laughs> you know, space debris now is a legit problem. I mean, NASA actually yeah. spends money and manpower tracking every l- little piece of space debris they can find. I can't mm-hmm. imagine putting 4,000 satellites up in space um, doesn't have any impact with, with a shelf life of about five to seven years on each of these satellites. Mm. But maybe because it's lower, it's like I said, it's below the International Space Station. So, or no, it's above the space station, but below traditional satellites. So um, again, we, I really wish we had like a space engineer. We really did not plan well. For <laughs> yeah, this. we got to get one of those people on here. We normally can just BS about most things we talk about, but I feel like <laughs> we finally found our, crypto, we, our BS we kryptonite. We the line. Yeah. yeah, one too far. <laughs> um... But good, that'll be it. Look, hey, uh, anything, although, you know, Google Fiber didn't end up working out, so uh, will yeah. we ever escape our cable then monopolies? It, <laughs> no. Then again, though, like, I feel like the interesting thing about SpaceX doing this versus almost any other company is that SpaceX already has rocket ships and they launch stuff into space constantly, which is probably the hard, hardest slash most expensive part, I, w- I would guess. Well, and... Uh, and again, because these are, and this I don't know, so I'm just speculating, but because these are smaller satellites in larger quantities, when DirecTV puts up a satellite, I have to imagine it's quite large, quite expensive, and it has to go much farther. Therefore, it costs mm-hmm. a lot more and requires more resources. If they can quickly shoot these up, you know, like four packs of them, like, you know, a t-shirt cannon <laughs> into our like atmosphere. A, like a Kindle fire. Like, yeah, exactly. And just, <laughs> just you know, for like fireworks, scatter shot them. Um, I think that would, if they can do that, they'll be up and running much faster and and easier than these sort of giant, Uh, big communication satellites. So it's an interesting idea to say the least. Um, I'm just, I I just can't wait till the new cell phones have giant satellite dishes sticking out of them so you can get (laughs) SpaceX internet. (laughs) No, you got to point it 38 degrees North, Northwest. Um, Uh. but I digress. All right, guys, we've got to move on to the picks this week. We've got a really healthy mix tonight, um, and I am going to ask Colby to go first because I don't know what this is, but I want to know more. Uh, so my pick is kind of a kind of a nerdy thing this weekend, and by nerdy I mean technical. Uh, so it's called Now.sh, and it's it's a sort of a cloud hosting thing for uh like javascript applications um so you could host anything from like some sort of back-end service that runs in node.js to like a front-end static website service to anything but in between so so uh basically if it's javascript it works the things that are uh kind of cool about it is it's like you're not thinking it, it's not unlike something like DigitalOcean or or Amazon AWS. You aren't thinking about like the actual servers. You sort of just push up this thing and it runs it um, and it claims to like scale it out as needed. Uh, 
which is cool. I'm I'm not built anything that I can imagine requires any any scaling out to multiple machines. <laughs> but if that ever happens, I'll report back on how it goes. Um, but the coolest hey, the thing, rundown bot's gonna take off. <laughs> it could be. Um, I did I did just just successfully deploy the rundown bot to it. Um, but the coolest thing is that. Uh, if you are hosting a website on it, it does HTTPS automatically. So it does that for you. There is absolutely nothing you need to do. You can alias your own like domain to it and, and SSL works and you get a nice green secure lock uh, with absolutely no effort on your part. It is It like requires SSL by default. Super cool, so... Uh, if a thing you do is host like websites or JavaScript things, maybe you should check that out. It is free. You can run stuff for free on it for a while. And then, uh, there's like a pro version that has, that lets you do other stuff. I don't remember. It might be the case that, uh, you have to pay for it to get a custom domain, but I'm pretty sure like the, the encryption is on for, for everyone, no matter what, which is cool. Unlike other similar services, which, uh, often encryption is one of the paid features, which I think is kind of a bummer. So that's my pick. It's uh, now.sh. You can Google that or go go to that website. Or go to our website at don'tpanic.io where we will also have the link. Very good. All right. I didn't understand any of that, but <laughs> if you did, then congratulations. You're smarter than I am. Um, Dan, you've got yeah. a, a bit of a different... Uh, recommendation here for us yeah uh so i used to use a like service that would send me an email with a bunch of cool clothes that i should buy and sometimes i would buy some of them but then they got bought and they haven't sent an email in like six months so as a result i have not bought any new clothes uh so to get around that i decided to try something that some people i recommended to me for a while something called trunk club which had, has had some pretty, uh, I don't know. I don't like their brand very much, but I decided to give it a shot. And the cool thing is in New York, there's like an actual store you go to. Uh, cool. So you go and they take your sizes and uh, the clothes are like not like cheap, but they're, from what I experienced, they're not necessarily the most expensive things either. It's just not going to be like bargain hunting. But they, the the like stylist did a really good job of fitting clothes to me. Uh, like I was really impressed. Uh, so if you want to uh, sign up for Chunk Club and use my little offer code thing, I don't think you get anything, but I get something. So <laughs> that's exciting. Uh, and click the link. Uh, give it a shot. Maybe you'll also find some clothes that fit you really well. Uh, and I think my strategy with this is I'm going to do this about once a year. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really good for finding a winter coat because a winter coat is something mm-hmm. I want to spend like a fair amount of money on. I've spent like I've gotten cheap coats. I've gotten coats that don't fit well. And that's like the worst. I don't mind if a T-shirt doesn't fit well. I can get around with pants not fitting perfectly. But coats, it really helps if they fit well. Uh, so maybe use it for something like that too check it out trunkclub.com or click my link and give me some money. yeah definitely go to our website don't panic.io <laughs> click click the link there help 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 a guy out help dan out dude needs to look good he hasn't bought in clothes in how long he needs some clothes help him out <laughs> very cool um well i will send us home with my pick um, which uh, I'm cheating, and it's uh, it's a movie, but that's okay. Heavyweights is now on Netflix. If you've never seen this movie, this is like it probably top ten favorite movie for me. I really, really like this movie. Interestingly, it was written by Judd Apatow, who I'm sure you know quite well um, from his many successes. Um, and it stars um, Ben Stiller is probably the biggest star in the film. But it's it's a bunch of kids at who go to a fat camp. Um, but what they find out when they get to the fat camp is the usual very nice, um, people who own the camp and are nice to all the kids and aren't really too care too much if they lose weights about having fun are replaced by an insane fitness guy 
played by Ben Stiller, similar to his character in uh, Dodgeball, if you've seen that. <laughs> I was just thinking, of, like, is that the same, not, the same person as Dodgeball? A little more kid-friendly. This is It is more of a family movie. Um, but he is so funny in this. And the kids are actually really good. A young Keenan Thompson is in it, uh, if you know him from uh, <laughs> Keenan Kell and, and Saturday Night Live. Um, and it's a uh, it's an extremely funny film, and it's on Netflix. Um, and it's it's just worth watching for a laugh. I enjoy it. Maybe you won't, but I don't care. So heavyweights now on Netflix. Go <laughs> go stream it. It's a fun way to spend uh, an hour and a half watching a little taste of uh, 1995 for you. Uh, Colby, we watched this in college once. I believe you. I'm not sure if I was there for that, but I've definitely seen this movie. Oh, okay, all right. I know we did. Which is, I, I is is surprising because I ha- haven't seen a lot of movies that came out when we were children. Um, so check that out now on Netflix. All right, guys. Anything else you'd like to say to the to the folks? Watch that, Westworld. Watch Westworld. Watch this show Monday nights live on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Don't Panic Show, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Thanks everybody who joined us tonight, John, Michael, Sarah, and those of you who didn't bother to give us your name. We appreciate you being here and commenting. Uh, someone, uh, Michael's feeling lonely in the in the comments. So next week, make sure everybody checks it out. Although I should say next week we won't be doing a show. Right. We have, we're off next week. We're recovering from all the turkey and the Black Friday shopping. We're going to have a black eye, and you know we're going to be all bruised from elbowing <laughs> people for deals on flat screen TVs and other things. So um, no show on Monday, but we'll be back the following week with more tech news. Of course, you can get all of uh, everything about the show on the website, don'tpank.io, as I've mentioned. Uh, all the episodes, the audio, the video, the pics every week, all the links are always there. So if you don't remember or you want to help Dan out, uh, you can go get the links on the website. Also there, everywhere you can uh, subscribe and follow the show on sites like uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. Um, of course, at the video version on YouTube, youtube.com slash Don't Panic Show. And of course, on Twitter at Don't Panic Show. Uh, and Don't Panic Show at gmail.com is the email address. You should follow us on all those places. Just so you know, you, you can't oversubscribe and oversubscribe. <laughs> I, I can assure you, there's, no, there's no maximum. They, you, you definitely really, don't get yeah, overwhelmed. It would be much worse to miss something. So you really should follow <laughs> us everywhere uh, as well. Um, and that's it. Oh, and you know, hey, you know, if anyone's still watching at this point, I'll just throw in one more. Uh, GameNights.tv going live later this week is the final installment of Dan's fantastic side quest. Dungeon Master Dan set up for us. Will our characters get away with their exciting bank heist. First of all, there are only six episodes of this little side adventure, so it's really easy to listen to. So you can always start episode one, but otherwise join us for the last one, episode six. We'll find out the exciting conclusion, and, and it will actually surprise you. So I do recommend people. <laughs> people, you, you actually, you know, I know we say that, but I actually mean it this time. It's quite a fantastic ending. So I recommend you check that out at GameNights.tv. That will go live sometime this week, but if you subscribe to the show, you'll get it when it does, and you can spend the first half of this week listening to all of the previous ones. So that is it. As I mentioned, we will not be back next week. We'll be back in two weeks with even more tech news. But on behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean thanking all of you for joining us and saying we can't wait until next time to even talk about more tech news here on Don't Panic.